Hi, and welcome to Dating Funnies. Hope you and your family are safe. You had an enjoyable Easter holiday. I thought I'd share a little bit this week, a couple of emails I got from a few listeners. And one of the listeners that sent me their email and their experience kind of reminded me of a little posting I saw on Facebook that says, sometimes the ones that aren't your type are the ones that change your life and treat you right. How do we get to that person? How do we find that person that's right? Reader or listener that uh, sent in an email had mentioned their their story and it kind of goes like this. I thought I'd share their story and her name is Melissa. What she said, she went recently went on a date with a guy off of Tinder. For you, some of you older listeners, Tinder is just a dating app where you swipe left, swipe right, and if you both swipe right, woohoo, you're a match. Then you have a conversation. Initially, Tinder was set up to be more of a hookup site, I guess is how everyone approached it, but it's it's grown into being more of a, just another way to meet somebody. So my, uh, my hat's off to her for at least attempting that. She says they went on to a great first date, where we got coffee and went for a walk around town in the sunshine. The conversation was engaging and fun. We both agreed that we wanted to see each other again. In fact, he even suggested that we both get off a Tinder and exchange phone numbers. Well, fast forward a few weeks later, he sends me this breakup text saying that he's not really attracted to me and doesn't want to waste any more time on me. This is after we've gone on a couple of dinner dates and basically slept together. And she goes on to say it's just confusing how he flipped the switch on us basically overnight. She goes on to say to her it's very frustrating because it's such a coward way out texting someone to say I don't want to see you again. Why doesn't he have the decency to pick up the phone or tell me in person. All valid arguments. If we agree to see someone and we're kind of rid of the noise of other people while we're getting to know someone, why not, if you're not happy with them or you don't really see them being someone you want to pursue, why would you not you know, give them a call out of courtesy? How would you like to be treated in that scenario? I would like to be at least called or have a conversation. And, you know, I get it. People don't want to be confrontational, but there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, look, yes, we went on a couple of dates. I enjoyed being with you, but as we kept going, as I learned more about you, there's these things that just I don't think are compatible. Sadly, I think we all give up too soon after two or three dates, and we don't give it a little bit of time to grow and nurture because we want to make a quick assumption within the first date or two whether they're the ones for us which is the reason why i read that little posting and i get too that we're kind of more of a hookup society these days where people want to hurry up and get to the bedroom and i get that because that's part of the puzzle too in terms of deciding whether you're compatible that way once you're intimate but I remember, and I've talked about it before, about a guy that wrote a book about dating like this, and, and it's called He's Just Not Into You. In that book, he goes on to say you shouldn't get intimate with anybody for the first 90 days. And his reasoning behind it was, once you become intimate with somebody, your decision-making process gets clouded. You think the intimacy will fill a void and therefore you hurry up and do that only if you were to slow down a little bit like in Melissa's case I don't know and I'm not you know I'm frustrated like Melissa is that someone would actually just toss her to the curb after a few dates and be an intimate with her I think he owes her to at least give her a call and explain to her but I think I found myself too where I have been intimate with somebody way too soon and then looking back on it oh my gosh if I really were to look at it 
these type of behavioral patterns would not be acceptable to me. So, I mean, it's easy to sit there and say, well, good riddance for him to go away, because in reality, how he treated her is how he's going to treat the next person and the next person, because that's that's his character. He revealed himself. I'm a big fan of how people treat you from day one and day two. 20 or day 60, how they treat other people and how they treat you is how they're going to continue to treat people, and that's their behavioral problem. So we have to love ourselves enough to say, okay, I'm out. So I don't know what the situation is there, but I would hope that we would circle back to someone when we're dating them for sure. Uh, and part of the thing, too, I got from another reader. She had written to me a couple of times, and she mentioned that uh, she's listened to a podcast by Oprah, and I would certainly encourage you to go listen to that podcast. There might be some uh, some treasure thoughts in there that can help me help you in the process of trying to meet and greet and date someone. What she has uh, on this podcast, a conversation about uh, showing love. Common describes how he, he thought that he was doing all the right things for his daughter and his girlfriend. However, he realized that he only showed love in the way he knew how. Fortunately, his way was not appropriate for the women he loved the most. And so that kind of falls back into a book called The Five Love Languages. So my love language is acts of service. That's how I show someone love as I do things for them. But my girlfriend's uh, primary love language is words of affirmation. And all I do is give her acts of service. She's not going to feel loved. Yet I'm going to think I'm giving her the love, right? I'm, give, I'm doing what I think is love. And so we have to pause a little bit during the relationship, I believe, to find out what that primary love language is. It's like my grandkids. My granddaughter, quality time is number one. My grandson, it's words of affirmation. Now, it's not to say they don't like acts of service. They don't like gifts. They want all that too, but they're primary. What's going to really make them feel loved? So I would I would advise you to listen to some of these conversations to give you a little bit added input about how to fill someone's love bank, as was states here, and that's all in the five love languages. And I have to admit to you that I'm, I kind of chuckle a little bit because I, I see this thing from Oprah reading this situation here with regards to Melissa's situation. So I remember when I first got divorced many, many years ago, and I've only been married once, then had a seven-year long-term relationship, and then a few relationships after that. I've learned many things about myself and about people in general. Now, I'm in sales, so I meet a lot of people, a lot of different personality types, and a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. So I think I have a unique ability to hear what people say, watch what they do, and it either mirrors itself or it doesn't. I've had people tell me, oh, you just don't trust anyone. And that's not true. I trust everybody. But what they say or do will dictate whether they stay at 100% or come down a notch or two. And especially if I'm starting to hang out with you or date you and I get to know who you are, and then all of a sudden something is amiss, I'm more so now than ever before, I'm going to pay attention because I, like Melissa, like all of us, we don't want to be blindsided, right? Open line of communication is really what's key here. But I have to laugh because through those this process of learning, because years ago I used to listen to Oprah, 
Dr. Phil, and, uh, this lady that talked about relationships on the radio, I forget her name. And so my friends would call me for advice all the time. And so whenever I answered the phone and I saw that, I'd always answer the phone, hi, you're on the air. This is Dr. Love. How can I help you? And we all got a good laugh out of it. But sometimes you need those friends to at least bounce ideas from because sometimes you can't see what they can when you're in the middle of the the dogfight. And I know, I've been there. And trust me, I have been where everyone is now or has been before. You know, I have had many challenging situations along the way. I've been beat up and kicked to the curb and texted that I don't want to see you again or emailed. No, no one's called me on some of these cases. I've had people lie to me, cheat on me. Has it made me bitter? Nope. Here I am. I'm still trying to meet and greet and date someone. It is quite uh, quite interesting, uh, the things that we all tend to go through. And yet my platform here, Dating Funny, is supposed to be funny stories, not sad stories. And I guess in the scheme of things, I guess every story can be funny when you look back on it. Another thing I thought I'd share with you is I, I know I chatted last week about the speed dating and since we're supposed to stay at home stay safe that some people have created these speed dating platforms on the zoom videos and I thought it was a creative idea at least kind of interact with somebody and meet and then you can carry the conversation over on another day in your own private video chat you know eventually if you like each other enough go meet each other physically maybe at least six feet apart anyway right I signed up for the first one never heard anything and went back in there and looked and saw that they canceled it, but I didn't know why. So then I signed up again. That was supposed to take place on Friday night, two days before Easter. They canceled it again, so I I, uh, emailed the host, and they said, well, we only had five people sign up. Four of them were men, men looking for women. And she said, sadly, I see that in all the platforms, whether you're 20 or whether you're 50-plus. Quite interesting, we sit on these dating apps, Bumble, Tinder, you name it, all these 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 dating websites, and yet no one really wants to make an effort to try to meet someone as simple as being on a Zoom video call. You know, we can't go meet for coffee right now. But even that, a lot of times people never showed up. So I don't know what the answer is. It's perplexing. It's frustrating. I sit home now in quarantine, which I have to laugh because... I've been self-quarantined for a very long time. I mean, I, I get up, I go to work, I go home, get up and go to work, go home, get up, go to work, go home. I live by myself. I'm not seeing anybody. I'm not dating anyone. I'm kind of left alone with my thoughts and you know the Big Bang Theory's thoughts on uh, what's going on with them. And on occasion, I'll watch some news. And then after about 10 minutes of that, ah, I can't take it because all they do is turn and twist every little thing and sell fear. If I had somebody I could collaborate with, that would be nice. Someone to share thoughts and ideas with. I don't know, uh, you know, I'm hoping that maybe I'll have a dating story or two down the road. Uh, Maybe uh, the next week or two or several, maybe we'll just brainstorm here with you, my listeners, on different thought processes on dating so that we can become stronger and feel good about ourselves so that maybe one day the right person will show up. But we also, in my opinion, have to be open to that person. And I'm guilty of it from time to time. But, you know, like I said, it's, 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 it's a lot more complicated today than it ever has been, and especially now when we're all under quarantine. So I'll leave with this one last thought or suggestion again. Listen to the Oprah Winfrey podcast. You might pick up a, 
an idea or thought or two. If you are part of a meetup group and they're doing the speed dating platform, sign up. It's not going to hurt. You can create your own email address that's specific for Zoom video meetings so you don't have to worry about someone finding out who you really are or where you live. I think it's very safe. You can even have a password on the Zoom. It's free, up to three people for 40 minutes per Zoom call. So that pretty simple, pretty inexpensive. I would strongly encourage you to do that. And you know, for me, when I'm on Match and Plenty of Fish and eHarmony, I will be honest with you, I any person I think is something I find reasonably attractive to what I, what I tend to lean towards <clears throat> and sometimes what I don't tend to lean for, I go ahead and send them a wink. And I do that because I don't know if someone's going to respond or not. And if they do, then I'll read more about their profile then. I'll still go meet them if we were to meet for coffee. I'll still have a video chat with them. Why not? I don't know over a picture whether it would be compatible or not. Again, I, I think I shared this story many, many, many podcasts ago, but this friend of mine, for two and a half years, her son and his wife wanted her to date his wife's dad, who's a widower, and she was divorced. And for two and a half years, they both said, no, no way, no way, he's not my type, she's not my type. So finally, after two and a half years, they agreed to go on a date to get the kids to leave them alone. And they went on the date, and they've been married now for 12 years, having the time of their life. They bended, they molded, they adjusted, come to find out they're a lot more compatible than they thought they were. Their kids could see it, but they could not see it. So that's what I'm hoping for. I hope that's what you're hoping for too. Or maybe you're just hoping for one hookup after the next. And I'm not sure how that hookup thing is going to work going in the future. I mean, if we have to be six feet apart in public, do we have to be six feet apart in the bedroom too? How's that going to work? That could be problematic. Hmm. Maybe, maybe there's an opportunity there to create all kinds of new bedroom toys that you can use within six feet of one another. Hey, there's a, there's a market opportunity. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope it's not too much. I hope I didn't, I'm not trying to come across as trying to tell you how to do things. I'm just trying to share with you some things I've run into, what the listeners are running into. I really do appreciate all the feedback, the comments, the stories. Please feel free to, to email me if you'd like. I can be emailed at datingfunnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. I'll get back to your emails promptly. If you have a story to share, I'm more than happy to share it on the air. I'm not a professional radio host. I'm not a professional speaker. So sometimes you'll hear me rattling around with papers because I'm trying to go back to my notes, right? Feel free to follow me too on Instagram, Dating Funnies. I have an Instagram profile there. I don't have that many people following me and I don't post that often, but I'm trying to post a little more each week after I do my podcast. Have a great week. Be safe. Stay healthy. When I say healthy, stay healthy, not only physically, but mentally. You got friends that you can reach out to. You can use that Zoom video to reach out to kids, friends, coworkers. It's free to use. Take care of yourself mentally as well as physically. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week with hopefully a, a story or two that we can all chuckle about.